Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint, as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer-tastic voyage. Benvenutos! And welcome know. to Beer-tastic Voyage! <laughs> yes, I don't know more Spanish, I'm sorry. Thank you for carrying that for me, Justin. No problem, I obviously don't know any more Spanish either, but I... He is being eight. Pay double for that kind of action, Cotton. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kevin. So, how's it going, Kevin? I'm good. Yeah. How are you doing, Justin? I'm not too bad. Yes, I'm Justin. That's right. And that's Mark. Yeah. That's me. All right. Excellent. Now that all the uh, formalities have been observed, today we have some beer. We continue our second round through some of the local breweries as we make our way back to Barrage Brewing. And if you are interested in knowing a little bit more about the history of Barrage Brewing, you can um, either bother Steve, go there and bother him. You can repeatedly or, yell penis. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be the correct way to go that's about it. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. You, you go back and listen to our uh, 2018 Rocky Point Cast Festival to listen to Steve yell penis multiple times. Yes. Or you can, of course, go back even further into the archives to episode four and uh, check out and see how much better we sound now, both actual auditory quality and how much better we are at talking about beer. Yes. So that's exciting. Today we have some interesting offerings from there. Um, we have a Belgian Golden Strong Ale, a Cranberry Grapefruit Saison, and oh, lastly is a Chocolate Hazelnut Stout. So a little bit of variety in the uh, the flavors that are definitely coming out today. Yeah, I'm kind of afraid of the Saison, but we'll get there. I don't understand why you're afraid. Because he I hates like grapefruit. Oh, grapefruit. Word up. Sorry. Um, I thought it was cranberry. He's said twice now, cranberry. No, I, cranberry grapefruit. Okay. Season. I never, I never, I've literally, you've said that and texted it to me. I never registered the grapefruit. Yeah. Um, so we're going to start with um, Conquer Then Divide, which is the Belgian Golden Strong Ale, which comes in at a very lightweight 8.8% ABV. Um, oh, damn, son. Has a nice golden yellow color to it. A little bit of a cloudiness to it, but nothing crazy. And, uh, I mean, we got a little hiss when I am, when I opened up the uh, little growlette. It's been sitting for a day or so. Yeah, but, there, was, uh, there was a fair amount of, you yeah. know, head it when you poured it out, too. It just did not persist. No. No. It's, uh, it's... having just, just brewed a, a Belgian blonde, I, I'm, I'm happy that the, uh, the yeast character on this, on the nose, is similar. It has that, that Belgian... Uh, um, it's got the bubblegum bubble fruit, a little bit of black pepper yeah, going it, on. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't get the um, what's the other? I don't get the like the other side of the clove. Oh, the clove. Yeah, yeah. I this don't get that too much. Might you know? Basically, the fermentation ch- uh, temperature um, kind of dictates how much of each you're going to get. So this potentially was done on the on the um, higher end of the spectrum. Careful with your swirling, there, buddy. I know. I'm living dangerously here, swirling you know, over the top of my computer. Exactly. You're holding it directly over your keyboard there. Yeah. I'm, I, this is this is what they call like making the stakes high. So I'm not very good at swirling. I usually spill it all over myself. So I figure if I'm doing it over the top of something that is quite li- literally my livelihood, that I'll yeah, probably it, be better at it. Th- this reminds me too. Like uh, last evening, Justin was here and we we're starting <laughs> the Lichtenhainer. Yeah. And uh, I pulled out. Uh, a bottle of the Kolsch that I made, and then also uh, a Captain Lawrence Clearwater Kolsch. Okay. So we could drink them side by side. Right. And uh, he was like, and we were drinking out of these little cups, right? Mm-hmm. And I filled it pretty 
far up and he was right. like trying to get the aroma and he ended up like sticking his whole nose right in, it, yeah. in the beer. I had been judging all morning so I was kind of used to having the room to like shove my nose in there and right. I'm not kidding. I snorkeled this shit. Like it, I, <laughs> I went full like cow, uh, cocaine cowboys and just like <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was like woo! And then he was like <laughs> birds! <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, it was pretty rough. Uh, um, this uh, I... Uh, Damn good Belgian, but to go to go back to the aroma, yeah, but you're getting more of the bubble gum. Um, you know, you pour it out. To me, I like Belgian beer because when you pour one out, with the exception of maybe a quad before you smell it, when you look at a beer, you know if it's a Belgian beer. You can just tell it's it's clear, but it's not. You know what I'm saying? Like it's got a little bit. Of, oh, they always have a little bit of a haze to them. The 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 uh, the lighter ones. Yeah, in general, uh, I like this though. It's very good. It is most digestible. <laughs> um, flavor wise, you're gonna carry carry through the bubble gum. Um, I also well. I also get like a, a lot of pepperiness. Too. Yeah, on the at the initial sip, and I like the mouthfeel. I'm not getting a ton of uh, the pepper. I get like flavor. a prickly sensation. Okay, on my palate, but um, yeah, I get that little bit of the the forward the golden ale kind of sweetness to it in the beginning. And um, it's got the good mouthfeel. It feels a little greasy, not uh, in a negative way, but just kind of has that texture to it. Um, I think it's a pretty good version of a of a Belgian ale. It yeah, finishes yeah. pretty dry too, and like it definitely uh, yeah. That's true. Aside from the warming sensation, it does not <laughs> yes. uh, you know seem like over eight percent alcohol. No, you do get a little bit of the of that. Uh, that warming as you finish the sip, kind of in that same spot that you get when you drink a good, uh, drink a good scotch. Yeah, this is a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty damn good Belgian. I, I love me, uh, love me some Belgians. I'm hoping to, to brew more of them as uh, after you know I get uh, situated in the new place. So, uh, Mark, why don't you get us started with a rating on the uh, the Belgian, on the Conquer Then Divide? Uh. I will go Greller for this. Um, I might need to take a nap or go to sleep after that. Right. But I will enjoy that. Or, or drink a bunch of activated car- charcoal. Like one of those two things. Um, for me, I think this one is just going to sneak into the bomber category for me. Um, most times it'll probably be a pint, but this one's pretty good. Um but I'm gonna. Agree. This might be uh, end of a long day beer. You know, it's 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 got that warmth, that warming sensation that you want there. Yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, this is the full full growler. I uh, I don't know what I, I just can't get enough of of the the Belgian yeast character. I mean, whether it's on the lower end of the fermentation schedule with a, a, the clove or the or the banana or anything in, or or the bubble gum or anything in between, I'm uh, a fan. I do love me some Belgians. Yep. What. Uh, so the next we're going to is going to be this uh, cranberry uh, Mark hates grapefruit saison. Yep, called one more tease. Right, because this is this is uh, the second another version of their little tease, right, or little tease that we did in our last episode. Little, little, yeah, little, little, little tease. tease. You got to say it like you have a golf ball stuck in the back of your throat. And this one is not much further behind uh, than the than the Belgian with an eight point two percent ABV. Unfortunately, I don't have any more of the uh, other intel on the beers. It's kind of he doesn't really publish a whole lot of the. Uh... Holy shit! 
All right, I'm going to uh, I'm going to pour this away from our, our expensive devices. Yeah, I'm going to get the paper towel. <laughs> no, barely anything came out. So, I know. But yeah, kind of just give me one of those underneath here. Yeah, a little technical difficulty. Stand by. That's right. All right. So you guys carry the show. Where I'm was the slush class- bucket, Mark? Get the slush. I'm bucket. going to take I'm going to take these into the unfinished portion of the basement and then pour them. Okay. Um. So saisons. What this is another one of the Belgian characters, right? Belgian styles? Yeah, Saison's are uh, Belgian farmhouse-style right. beers. So do you think it's possible that he's using the same yeast strain that he has? It's very possible. Belgian strong ale to make the Saison? Yeah, it's very possible. Like, I know, like, the brick house I know specifically, like, every spring, Paul gets, like, an order of the, the French Saison yeast. Okay. And he uses that yeast for their Aegis beer de guard. He uses it for... Basically, all of their Belgian-style beers uses that same right. yeast. And it goes back to that idea that you can change what you get out of that yeast by changing the fermentation temperature. Yeah. And create vastly different styles. Right. From the same beer. I think that's really... From the same uh, yeast strain. That's really incredible. Yeah. So, like, the Aegis, I'm pretty sure he ferments on the cooler side. Right. You know, to keep those yeast characters more subdued. And then on... Uh, I'm drawing a blank right now, but... Uh, you know, it lets it get warmer on right the other beers to get it more expressive. Yeah. I'm looking forward to trying this one. We're doing a little bit of vamping here while Justin comes back. Aha, he's back. Yes. Uh, so, and like on that okay. subject um, of French Saison yeast. Look at the color on this. This is incredible. Yeah, definitely. You can tell that. Uh, the cranberry. You know that there was cranberry in here uh, just because. In general, he would not expect this saison to be this color. Without good of the light on it, like you could mistake it for like maybe just being an amber ale in color. Yeah, Mark, make sure you take a picture of this one because Justin just came back and it is a delightful, um, purpley, orangey red color. Like it is, it It looks like a ruby grapefruit. (laughs) Yeah, I was going to say it looks like ruby red grapefruit or you know light cranberry um, beverage. So anyway, what I was getting at with the French Saison yeast, right? Left Hand recently sued White Labs. Okay. Uh, I don't know. You may have seen it. Uh, basically, there is a some Saccharomyces yeast are a special variant called uh, Diastaticus. Okay. And what makes that variant special is they can pr- produce enzymes to break down the longer chain sugars that are generally thought of as unfermentable. By Saccharomyces. Okay. And Left Hand is suing White Labs because, as far as Left Hand's concerned, they traced the contamination back to yeast that they received from White Labs as having these diastatic yeast strains in because Left Hand ended up taking a huge loss on packaged beer that they had sent out because this yeast was still alive in the bottles and started chowing down on... On the, the quote-unquote, lo- unfermentable sugars sh- right. and exploded all the bottles. S- exploding bottles and, like, Got just, you know, like, throwing all. off the uh, flavor profiles on the beer from the additional fermentation and such. That is really interesting. Um, no, that, like, that, that, that intrigues me. Yeah. That, I would be... Uh, I'm interested to know how that's going to finish up. Um... Yeah, it's definitely something I want to keep, in, uh, yeah, keep an eye on. Keep an eye on, but you know, it's just something to, something to keep in mind. The French saison yeast is generally that's 
particular variant. There are others as well, but right. the French Saison specifically, okay. which is part of the reason why like Saisons generally are like really dry on their finish as well. Mm-hmm. Good, Be- because they can eat through so much of that fermentable sugar. Right. Yeah. Other otherwise unfermentable sugars. Um, the uh, the aroma on this uh, um, this particular saison, I you look at it and it, you're expecting a fruit bomb, which is not what I get. I I get on the aroma more of the grapefruit end than the cranberry. Yeah, absolutely. Grapefruit is much more the prominent note in the nose. Yeah, but not not the bitter grapefruit that I don't personally like. Because I agree, I'm with Mark. I'm not. I don't. I've tried grapefruit so many times, and I don't know that there's a single food that I hate more than grapefruit. Like I just I cannot stand it. Um, I hate sauerkraut. <laughs> um, um, but the that the, that being said, the nose doesn't put me off at all. And then flavor wise, um, I don't know how to put this without sounding negative because it's not a negative. But the flavor was a lot more muted than I anticipated from both the vivid color and the aroma. Um, but I enjoy it. It's a I like it because it has a saison quality to it. It doesn't have a lot of fruit. It's kind of that saison beginning of the farmhouse funk mixed with the, the fruit. Um, I think you mentioned it. You, you mentioned it before that it looks kind of like a ruby red grapefruit, and that's kind of the flavor that I'm getting as well. It's a little bit sweeter than your average grapefruit. Mark does not like this beer at all. Oh yeah, man! I, um, and I, he, you just made the face that I. I know. I, I tried it. Yeah. I, the, like that was the second sip. I, I yeah. went back to the second sip, and I just I can't. But for me, this one's, um, we used to, um, for Thanksgiving, one of my family members used to make a cranberry relish where she would take uh, fresh cranberry, like, uh, frozen cranberries, put them in the food processor with like a chop with just like a quartered orange rind and all. Oh, wow. And so you would get the sweetness and the bitterness and it came out a lot like this. Where you get almost like kind of a a, tar, a really tart flavor profile with it, and this is kind of what you get here. You get a little bit of that bitterness from the grapefruit, kind of. You get a little bit of cranberry sweetness, but it's not a very strong sweetness. And that saison quality of being a little bit spicy, not spicy. Um, I'm drawing funk. blank. What funk? No, not funk. I wouldn't think of it as funk. It's just got this little bit of a. Je ne sais quoi. Yeah, I won't, yeah, I almost went there, but I'm like, that's fucking useless to say. Um, not that the rest of what I'm saying is really that helpful. Um, I'm gonna go with like that pepper that stays on kind of pepperiness. It's not a heat, but it's kind of that sensation of what pepper does to your tongue. It's one of those shitty. It's one of those shitty things like that stays on um, flavor that you can't. It's hard to describe any other way, and obviously, unless right. you've had one, it's it's hard to uh, to say. And, and it, especially in saisons, it varies so widely how much of that you get. Um, typically, in my experience, unless you're getting a saison that's been bottle conditioned and, and meant to sit for a long time, you're not going to get the uh, the barnyard situation. So, right, you know, if you're out at a brewery and you, there's a saison on tap, chances are. Um, it's going to be one of the more palatable saisons for an average beer drinker, which I think this is. Yeah, um, I think it might. To- I think it might tolerate some more funk to it very yes. well. I think it might make it a little bit more interesting. Um, I I think it's pretty good. It's interesting. I don't know. I'm having a hard time coming to more words with it, but I'm very happy to have drank to have experienced it. 
So uh, does that I make mean, sense? It does make sense. I I totally understand what you you're know, saying. That's like the most lack milk toast like review of it ever. <laughs> it it is, but it's not a. There's not a, a whole lot you can you can really say about it. It. I don't. I don't personally. I, I identify the cranberry and the fact that to me it cuts some of the bitterness of the grapefruit. Like for me, for Mark, which I'm gonna you know I'm gonna let him expound on on his uh, two sip experience now. But uh, I don't think that that it quelled enough of the grapefruit for Mark to be. Uh, no, not at all. This. And I just burped and tasted it again. And <laughs> that was a terrible experience. <laughs> So, so I, I think I feel a taster coming from you. It's definitely tasting for me. Oh, like, okay. If, like if neither one of you wants to finish what's in my glass, then I'm gonna have to go dump it. Well, I can tell you that I will definitely finish it because for me, this is a growler. I really, that's yeah. Fun. I, I really enjoy this a lot. Um, I, I don't know what it is about it. It, I don't know. I feel like saison yeast took grapefruit and turned it into something I like. Um. For me, I'm not going to go quite as far as you. I'm going to go with a pint on it. Um, I can't quite... like I've, I'm having a hard time putting my uh, point on it of what I want, it, what else I want it to be. But it is juicy. It is refreshing. I kind of like that. And it's pretty tasty. I just don't know if I really want more than one of it in a sitting. I, I can definitely understand that. The... Uh, um Grapefruit quality definitely builds for me over time, but I don't know. I'm just so into it. I don't know. I can't you really know, describe this could, it. This could be a good, this could be a great brunch beer. It, actually, it is very mimosa like. Like I could down I could down this like instead of having like I could down this instead of having juice at uh, or instead of a mimosa at at breakfast brunch like I could substitute this. Especially if you if you have shitty in laws or something and you, you like you absolutely positively need to drink it at, at yeah. breakfast with them. And, <laughs> at, eight po- and at eight point two, it's going to get you there. Yeah, you could. Yeah, this is you could, This could hide or it pretty well. In my case, my mother. Yes. <laughs> um, it's raining. Yeah, I mean, I could, I could go with this like at at brunch. This could be an early an early day drinker. Yeah, I'm, 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 just I'm make sure you have something in between toothpaste and this, because then, then it'll no, just be absolutely horrible. That's a bad situation. <laughs> yeah, you definitely want to add, add mint to this. Yeah. Or you just use cinnamon toothpaste. Oh. oh cinnamon toothpaste. <laughs> so. Not a fan of that. Um, what is our last beer? Our last beer is either Sweet Louis or Sweet Louis. I don't know which one they're going with. It's, um. I think it's Sweet Louis. L-O-U-I-S. So, but it's a hazelnut coffee stout coming in at a much more manageable 5.6% ABV. So this is going to kind of go back to at least a little bit more my wheelhouse kind of beers, what I normally go for. All right, let's see what we got here. Oh, that's not the that's one. That's still not it. That's a little light. Ah, uh, here it is. All right, I'm going to uh, assume this isn't going to explode, but let's... Uh... All right. There we go. Wow. That's got a nice head on it. Yeah, that poured out a nice, foamy, tan head. But maybe not so tan. I can't really see from all No, it's, it's definitely got uh, some roast barley in there. Yeah, it's, def- it's got enough enough tan to make it a stout. I just want to rinse out this glass a little bit before I dump that in there. Wow, did you, did you slam the rest of that? The rest of that uh, holy shit. You had a bit left in there. I was wondering how. No, but it absolutely... It is, like, it is, like, poundable. Oh, it definitely like, is. Like, it's light enough that... 
Well, plus the, you would you would we said it before you would never guess that that saison was like eight and change. No, ever. and honestly, you could almost pass it off that it's not even a beer. Like no, nah. like you could. I think you it tastes like alcoholic grape juice. Yeah, that would definitely be like, like ste- after, after like, two of those. Steph would be like, "Oh my god, wherever the hell we are has never seen me this drunk. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this diner has never seen me so drunk." <laughs> um, but where are we? What do we? What do we get in the nose here, gentlemen? Uh, I pour. I definitely get. Uh, Ooh. Roasted nuttiness, yeah, on, but, on the aroma on this. This is like uh, coffee when you put that hazelnut stuff in there. And I only know that because I've been next to someone at Seven Eleven that put way too much of that shit in their coffee. Yeah, that stuff's gross. <laughs> it doesn't have the underlying sweet tones to it, but yeah, I, yeah. But yes, it smells very much like hazelnut creamer has been poured into the coffee. Oh god damn, that's good. <laughs> it kind of tastes like that too. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. It's uh, I I think this is gonna be a creeper though. I think it's gonna be as I as I keep drinking it. I think that the flavor is going to to build immensely on the tongue. Uh, I think Kevin wants a razor blade. <laughs> no, I I think I just need to uh, flush my palate out a little bit too more of the uh, grapefruit from the last one. Oh, you you getting that? Because uh... I'm kind of getting that like fruit juice and then coffee right away. Kind okay. Of thing. So, do we have any more of those little cups floating around here, or just the ones that? Have... You just have the ones that have the uh, leftover beer in them. Right. Oh, there we go. Mark, can I just steal one of those real quick? Hey, Thank you. Um, so I'm going to try that and rinse out a little bit more. Maybe swish and spit a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the the aroma um, and the flavor are pretty much the same to me. I get the same intensity of the flavors, the same uh, um, coffee and hazelnut together. Um, a little more sweetness from the actual flavor than the aroma. I get like, I don't know if it's uh, tannin or something, but I get like a uh, lingering astringency in my mouth. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. I can. I definitely pick up on it, but it it's not. It doesn't build for me. If I wait a couple minutes before having another sip, it uh, it's gone. I'm not saying that it's building, but like if I take a sip, like when I move my tongue i feel like i'm breaking like the coating i feel like the skin's coming off my tongue it's probably not good you should probably get that checked out all right so after cleaning my palate off a little bit more it definitely gets a much better flavor yeah i mean considering you chugged probably goddamn near six ounces yeah i, I, of sl- the, I of the, of the grapefruit yeah, saison it, yeah. it was a lot of it was an aggressive <laughs> chug there yeah um though Surprisingly, like easy to chug. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Um, the nose, that hazelnut is really prominent on the nose, and you get it not nearly as bad on the sip. I think it's a pretty good coffee stout. Like I like that to begin with. I'm just not huge on the hazelnut aroma that kind of like permeates everything for me, and it's exactly what we mentioned before like it's the, the yeah, like the coffee the, creamer is kind of like embedding its way into my skull and i can't quite get past that um that's i mean i don't mind coffee that's light and sweet but that's like those things just like churn my stomach a little bit i don't want weird flavored coffee creamers or things like that um i think it's like i said i think it's pretty good stout and i'm sure if these, this was just a base stout or base coffee stout recipe, I'd probably really enjoy it. I'm interested to want to know 
if he used like hazelnut flavored coffee in there to make it a coffee stout or if he somehow how i want to know how he got the hazelnut flavor flavor. that's what i'm interested to know i want to know i want to know what that is so how we can cut that out and make and and have a good beer (laughs) (laughs) and 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 really really enjoy the beer afterwards i uh i enjoy this it actually the sweetness uh likens it to to like the milk stout for me yeah um you know, and I think that the coffee creamer, obviously, never personally having it in my mind, this is what it would taste like. Yeah, and especially being someone who really enjoys sweets, I liked it. Um, you know, I, I'm gonna I'll kick off the ratings and I'll I'll hit it with a bomber. Um, you know, I don't uh, two of them, and I think that the sweetness would probably be enough. Where I'm, all right, this is where I want to be. Mark, I'm at you? I'm at a pint for it. Um, just because like, you know, there's a bit of astringency that I mentioned and. You know the the hazelnut coffee creamer thing is a little bit too much for me to get by because that's not something I really care for either. But right. I definitely don't dislike this as much as the grapefruit cranberry saison. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that um, if they put fish sauce and grapefruit together, you would you would eat it. No, <laughs> we're gonna try that. We are later. I'm gonna make some start, make some ramen noodles with some. Uh, with some grapefruit. It's, it's going to be a grapefruit dashi. With some uh, grapefruit supremes in there and uh, add a little fish sauce more. Oh. Sounds horrifying. Oh, my God. <laughs> I really like I think I threw up in my mouth. Oh, my God. It's so gross. Um, what about you, Kevin? I'm going to go with a taster on this one. Wow. I can't get by that hazelnut flavor. Like, it just, it, I just keep getting the, the feeling of like artificial hazelnut creamer in there and i can't do it um so yeah i just i just can't go past the taster on it i really don't i don't think i even really want to finish what i have in my glass right now all right well it makes uh it that you know it's a it is a a strongly flavored beer yeah so it definitely is going to create that like you're going to like it or you're not going to like it yeah i'm going to pass it off to you that's all right i got to drink a shitload this episode gotta have it the next one we re-record is gonna be fucking awesome (laughs) um yeah, so that's my feelings on on those. Um, I will go back and say that um, I'm always impressed by how well Steve can create really intense flavors. He is, yeah, he's very talented as a brewer. Um, he has a really great talent for creating those intense flavors, creating really good sweet flavors. Like, particularly on the sweet side of the spectrum. Like, he makes a lot of beers that fit that category. Yeah, I mean, we've gushed and, about the Assault and Fudgery before. Yeah, Assault and, and Fudgery, yada, 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 is absolutely fantastic. Um, when like, he tells you that there's a flavor in a beer, that's what you end up with. It's never, like, kind of there. Just like with that Cranberry uh, Saison. Those are yeah. two fairly subtle flavors in beer that you could identify both of those things playing a part yeah. in that beer. Um the tribal cow that they make, I think that was one that we had last yeah, the time. Coconut. Yeah, uh, that's their coconut milk stout. Oof. And that one, I mean, again, I just, I think I remember the coconut. It was toasted coconut, so the coconut was a little bit much, if I recall. But, um, but you you said it really well, Justin. When he says that there's something in a beer, you know that that you're gonna taste that thing in the beer. Yeah. There's no, there's no, you know, wondering if yeah. what it was. Um, and you know, we we've covered. They've got eight things on the board, and we've covered three of them today. And recently, we've talked about who's a good boy a few times, and then we just mentioned 
uh, two more that we had in the past. And so really the only other thing on the board that he has is uh, I'm really not okay, which is a comic, uh, a comet mosaic IPL, hmm. um, which I'm almost, I'm, I'm kind of, in, I'm kind of interested to go and try because that's something that doesn't really fit with the rest of the board in the sense that there's no item that you can say, oh, that's what that's going to taste like. Right. Um, the Belgian that we had today, you kind of know what a Belgian's going to taste like when you go in. There's a pl- flavor profile that's specific to it. But like an IPL, that could have all sorts of different flavors. Yeah. You I mean, know, that could be anything. And I, I mean, I know roughly the mosaic flavor, but I'm not familiar with Comet. Are you guys familiar with Comet? Yeah, I have some in the freezer, but I couldn't tell you what the... Oh, wait. I can look them up. Okay. We have the internet. So while Mark finds that... But you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Justin, like, he's... He's very... Just because I don't like it, I don't want to ever present the fact that they... Grapefruit, lime, and grassy. Sounds like Mark's favorite. Yeah. So sounds like something that Mark would despise good thing that's in the, good thing you have that in the fridge it's gonna be there a while four ounces of it. <laughs> holy well, shit you had mentioned something about uh doing something with citra earlier you could probably substitute that for citra somewhere citra came what? up somewhere before well yeah that's because we have uh cryo an citra. ounce of cryo citra pellets okay and so Kevin, I know that you're not up on this, but cryo hops is a recent thing that they've started selling to home brewers, wherein basically they're freezing the hop cones in liquid nitrogen. So they're freeze dried, and then smashing them. Okay, yeah, so and separating out all the lupulin glands, which contain the alpha acids and all lupulin. the other essential oils from the hop matter. That's a fun word to say, lupulin. Yes. Okay. So, so they, it there's is, it's no intense. of the hop matter in there. It's just it. Yeah, it's, it's just like a just, frozen pellet of lupulin. Right. <laughs> Go ahead. You say it because it just automatically makes your tongue do stupid things. I know it does. That's why I'm laughing. It's, it's say pretty it. funny. Lupulin. Yeah, see? Say it, Frenchie. <laughs> Shout out. Yes. So the idea is you can get um, more alpha acids without adding more vegetal matter, which right. can, you know, when you add a shitload of uh, dry hops to a beer in particular, yeah. you can get the, the vegetal off, uh, off flavor. So, like our Naripa. Yes. Isn't that where, that's where you get the quote unquote hop haze from, right? Um, the vegetal matter, the, the, it can yeah, be, it yeah. can be. It's right. from, uh, it, it's from proteins that are imparted to the beer from the hops. So using those cryo hops, would you still obtain that visual? I guess? Oh, like for a New England IPA? Yeah. I don't know if you would. Or would I don't you create know. a, would you be able to create a clear New England IPA by using the cryo hops? I've I've heard of a couple of people online that are trying to do exactly that. I think one of them is Drew Beecham from Experimental Brewing. I think he wants to create a, a, a an IPA that's clear that has the same flavor as a New England IPA. See, to me, that's really yeah. to me that's really interesting. I, I, I want. I was talking yesterday while we were judging. I want to make a black IPA. A Cascadian Dark Ale. Yes, I do. No, no, sorry, a black New England IPA. I didn't say that right. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's so, something else. That is, it's, yeah, that's a new inventing thing. styles as we go now. eh? Yes, it is. I want to make a. Backflip switch. It's, it's actually Black New England IPA sounds like a, a snowboard move. Yeah, you know, like uh, Mick Twist. I, I want to yeah. do a double Mick Twist. <laughs> Only if you do a 720 before. Right, exactly. Yeah, what did you do? Yeah, I did a 720 Black IPA from New England. <laughs> what up? <laughs> well, it I. Uh, dope as fuck. I'm pretty sure that uh, we, you know, the next thing that Steve can make would be a, like a flip flop uh, stout, and I'll probably drink it. So. 
Yeah. Um, so try them. I know um, Steve always makes his way out to all the festivals, and his beers are getting out. And you stop by, they're over in Farmingdale. They're right off 110, so it's not that hard to get to. And they, their tap room has expanded now, right? They, like, took over the CrossFit next door or something? Mm, not that I know of. No? Um, well, when I stopped by there on Friday, um, it was still the same little tap room. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, the door was open. Um, I think they are in the process of expanding into that gotcha. spot. Because the guy did have to run to go grab a keg out of there. Got ya. But it was not open yet for pouring things. Or And if it was, I just didn't walk into that part of the room. Yep. Um, but check them out and let us know what you think. Shoot, hit us up on any of the social media or the good old fashioned email. Leave us a voicemail. It's always fun too. Yes. Justin's still waiting for somebody to leave a message where they just go, I'm heavy. I'm, I'm, I am heavy for the record, but I meant to say that I'm, I'm, I'm I'm lonely at night. So, you know, help me out. It's okay. (laughs) All right. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Hello. Your call cannot be taken at the moment, so please leave your message after the tone. Listening to an hour worth of you guys talking about milk stouts has absolutely inspired me because I just wrote a recipe for a milk stout. Soon to come, my friends. Soon to come. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com, on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage, and Twitter and Instagram at beertasticshow, or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.